This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you levitated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program on 3CR Community Radio 855am digital. And so many ways to listen to 3CR, including TuneIn, which is a cute little app that you can find on the uh, 3CR website. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of Current Affairs. My name's Chris, and I'm going to be uh, speaking to you today about bicycles and bicycles for humanity with Andy and Gary, who have come into the studio today. And as I say, thank you to the last hour or so of Current Affairs with um, Democracy Now! I may have already said that, but just a reminder that 3CR is a community radio station broadcasting from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, thank you to uh, Andy and Gary for being very patient how are you today? Good. Good morning. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. Excellent. And, and Gary? Yes, it's great to be here. It's a lovely, lovely day in Melbourne, of course. Um, great for cycling, but unfortunately I didn't bring my bike this morning. <laughs> You're having a little bit of a late um, heat wave in Melbourne at the moment. <laughs> this, this week's looking a bit hot. Absolutely. Uh, but look, we've got a few things going on. We're, Probably, maybe the bike might have been better, but uh, anyway, we're, we're on public transport. Well, it's just as well because this is a you know, this is a show about uh, cycling and related transport matters, and that's you know, PT is our friend. A <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. little bit about um, any kind of like cycling anecdotes or stuff. Bicycles for humanity. Well, yeah, I got involved with bicycles for humanity uh, the very beginning, uh, two thousand and eight, with Matt McCulloch. At that stage, I was just looking for something to be involved in with some kind of volunteering. And uh, synergies were such that Matt and I met and uh, Matt was just uh, thinking about starting something up here, Bicycles for Humanity in Melbourne. Perfect time. I jumped on board and it's just been wonderful to see so many awesome people join in the journey and um, and make it what it is today because uh, Matt I believe was on uh, our show ooh, a couple of years ago so you've you know it's you've had a fairly long run with this we have and we really are going from strength to strength and that's really got to do with you know uh, fabulous people coming on board and every single person who is involved in whatever way makes a huge difference and you've got a lot of events and stuff coming up so that's part of the reason for the, being today coming in and uh, just just give people a little bit of a preview of what um, if they may not have heard of bicycles for humanity. What what you guys actually do? Sure, it's uh, such a simple uh, structure. Basically, we people have secondhand bikes lying around in their garage, uh, anywhere, not using them. We have beautiful volunteers that collect. Oh, sorry, we ask those people to drop their bikes into bicycle superstores. Then we have wonderful volunteers that go around and 
collect the bikes, deliver them to our Dingley storage facility where we they are then packed by more wonderful volunteers and we send them over in shipping containers where to mostly Africa and our main partner in Namibia called Ben Namibia. And the reason it's so sustainable is that the container becomes an ongoing workshop where locals are trained in both business and mechanical skills so that they can create their needs within their community. Other micro-businesses develop from there as well. So it's it's just a very simple, smooth operation. So you're kind of like you know, doing um, community capacity building. Both here, you know, getting volunteers involved in this end, but absolutely the effects are incredible the other end. I've got to ask though, what type of bike would you predominantly want though? Mainly we're looking for uh, thicker tired, um, cross tra- not cross train, um, hybrid type bike, not yeah. the road bikes in wheel and we get plenty kids bikes so we don't really need the kids bikes. So adult bikes, uh, thicker wheels um, are the best for the African terrain but we do accept other bikes, adult bikes, because those are... Um, uh, channeled into other fabulous programs here as well, including um, one it's second chance cycles. Yeah, but, um, so you're probably looking for mountain bikes and anything that's geared. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and anything else you want to add to that, Gary? Oh, Andy's covered off a lot there. <laughs> um, so you know, the empowerment is the uh, what we, of course, like to stimulate in a way and that that's as Andy mentioned both here in Australia getting volunteers and communities on board sometimes the communities here uh, they stimulate their own little activities around bicycle things and uh, if it ends up being a donation of bicycles to us and other forms of support that's terrific Um, and I think that happens simply because of what Andy was saying about um, knowing that what we do as a 100% volunteer run organisation that the positive impact at the other end is just uh, very, very rewarding. Mm. Anyway, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment with um, events and upcoming uh, things that you can get involved with Bicycles Humanity. The Thinkers and Makers Salon is a monthly event with special guests, jam sessions and an open mic segment set to provoke discussion, communicate experience and inspire thoughtful debate. It's curated by Noor Shikembi and hosted by Sukshi Kalasa. On Thursday, the 2nd of March, join Nazid Kimim, Ghassan Haj, Miss Safar and Fiona Boyd for the inaugural event. The Thinkers and Makers Salon, on the first Thursday of each month, 7 to 9pm at The Good Room, 390A Ligon Street, Brunswick East. Go to thefoundlingarchive.org.au for more information and bookings. The Foundling Archive is a 3CR supporter. Back with uh, Yarra Bosco Use Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR 855 AM and Digital with Andy and Gary from Bicycles for Humanity. And we're going to talk about some of the upcoming events you've got uh, happening and how people can get involved and uh, assist with your projects. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, we've um, had an event going on for the last two years, and this is the third year running, um, and it's a virtual ride. In other words, we're trying to stimulate people to have a think about um, our work and uh, the impact of the work uh, by 
constructing their own ride, basically. It's called Cycle for Humanity, a virtual ride, which means you can ride anywhere, anytime. Conceivably, you could be riding in the Northern Territory or in Mongolia. It's up to you. But we ask you to log your ride. Of course, you register. Go to our website and you register. Um, and that's kind of about it. Um, and we help you out with uh, some tips and connecting people up. Hopefully, if you blog your rides, then you know people we can share that in social media. So Cycle for Humanity is uh, literally about um, empowering yourself to ride as well as helping us to empower others through the fundraising that, that happens there. So with these rides, people could just log, you know, their A to B, get to school, get to work, that sort of thing as well. It's not uh, just um, people going out for a training ride like a roadie. It's someone just going around for a ride. Absolutely, that's Excellent. right. So between the 2nd of March and the 2nd of April, you're allowed to blog your ride and you could do five kilometres a day or you could do it in one hit or you could do multiples of that. It's up to you. It depends on your own challenge. Again, empowering yourself. And to add to that, people can also do their own ride in a gym on a stationary bike. So we really don't mind where people are riding. No, if people got a wind trainer at home, they exactly. Could do it. Mm, excellent. Yeah. There's a little bit of an honesty system there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we know cyclists. Oh, we're very oh, honest people. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. with this, what, yeah, um, what sort of um, fundraising goals have you got to get? You know, what, is there a sum of money that people should be working to, or their own individual con- contributions? Sure. Okay. So the original concept was based on the fact that um, Melbourne is about eleven thousand kilometres to Namibia. And we figured that if we get 100 people riding 110 kilometres, that's 11,000 kilometres or $11,000, it will do two things. It will signal the distance and it will also signal the possibility of us paying for a shipping container, as Andy was describing, putting it all together and sending it across there and all of those things that it costs uh, to get one shipping container across to Africa. And, um, like, what's the lifespan of one of these shipping containers? Is it kind of there in perpetuity or do you have a, you know, do you have something where you've looked at the legacy of sending these over? Um, The shipping containers that we use are on their last legs, so they Mm. literally only need to be good for one more um, journey. Mm. Um, And I have not heard of any problems happening with shipping containers deteriorating uh, so I think they're going strong. Um, they actually are modified to, you know, the roof is cut off to allow air through and et cetera, et cetera. So it's, um, I, I haven't heard of any problems about. Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about shipping. I'm just talking oh. about where it's sitting in situ, you know, like when they're using it as a workshop come, you know, they're kind of like, you know, you've sent them over and they're still being used. That's the, oh, you know, oh, yeah, oh, sorry, absolutely. I didn't make myself clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So we try to stay in uh, regular contact with our um, the communities that we send our containers to. And most recently, we've had a couple of our committee members spend between six and three mu- six weeks and three months in Namibia, really getting a great feel for what is happening on the other, in the other the other side of um, of our process here. And it's just fabulous to see. Um, there's one particular uh, workshop in Namibia, which is, is now called SIPO, run by a wonderful guy called Moses, who has uh, he's building a a kindergarten for the community. We've helped raise some funds for that as well. 
there's a wonderful woman who, when I first went over, before we sent our first container to Namibia, uh, my family and I were fortunate enough to go over to see, to make sure that there was a good steady program on the other end and uh, met Helia, who has just been going from leaps and bounds and often we see her feeds from Facebook that she's selling bikes or that she's actually now developed a brick-making facility. So it's just quite incredible. Yes, these, uh, these are sustainable projects. Yeah. Can, can you give me a – I'll give the listener, actually, not me, but um, – What's it, what's it like on the ground in Namibia? What what sort of economic conditions, what sort of social conditions are you, are you working with? Yeah, look, the communities there are variable. Um, there are bigger towns, but a lot of the communities are very uh, disjointed, very separated, um, fairly basic conditions. Uh, a lot of the roads are rough and rugged. When it's raining, they actually wanted us to send them boats, but <laughs> they, that would help their transport in the wet season. Mm. Um, but, yeah, very basic. There's people working in fields. There are people who need to walk um, many kilometres to school. It's very very rudimentary in, in many of the rural areas. And this is on, like, the, the southwest uh, coast of Africa? Correct. It borders South Africa, so north of South Africa on the west coast. Yeah, west coast. And yes. it's reasonably flat there, isn't it? Like a large desert sort of region, is or not? Correct there, me. Yes, there are there are portions that are um, are quite uh, dry and desert, but yeah. there, yeah, and very large distances between the communities. Mm. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, it's a magnificent country, and. Lots to see and stay tuned for information about. Yeah, potential. so yeah, I'll just yeah, it's, it's a fascinating region because is this around near the Skeleton Coast? Yes, the Skeleton Coast is part of. Ah, yeah, now yeah, just yeah. giving the, the listener kind of like a bit of a, a placement of where this is at. Sure, sure. And so you've got some more events coming up that you, um, in Melbourne because you have uh, chapters across Australia. Uh, Melbourne is not just your only. Um, location you're across Australia as well but there's some stuff coming up that people can also get involved with um, not just the virtual ride yes Chris that's right um, as you mentioned um, Melbourne is not the only chapter we have three chapters which are active one in Adelaide and one in Perth but um, Melbourne is the longest running and probably as a result of that the, the one of the most active um, coming up on uh, Thursday the 2nd is the um, opening of an exhibition of Bicycles for Humanities. It's a portfolio of some of the work that we do. And this is being held at uh, the Magnificent Magnet Gallery, which is uh, on 640 Burke Street on the second floor, right near Southern Cross Station. So from a public transport point of view, it's really easy to get to. From a bicycle point of view, it's really easy to get to. It's quite central. Um, The exhibition is there to, as I mentioned, uh, explore some of the work that we do through uh, some of the photographs and some dialogue there. But we'll be also running uh, a series of forums on Sundays during March. And the forums uh, will have themes around the the discussion of volunteerism, engagement, empowerment and uh, meaning. In other words, you know, what uh, what the work that we do, uh, the sort of work that uh, we do and the, the people who are involved, you know, what, what are the sort of outcomes there. And the themes for these uh, Sunday forums, um, uh, chronologically, this coming Sunday is about Cambodia. We've sent a few bicycles there. 
Uh, and we've had a number of people who have gone over there and come back. So we thought there might be a, an opportunity to have a good chat to, with people who have been engaged in that area. Uh, and, um, in fact, we have a very special guest. His name is um, Hom. And Hom uh, is a survivor of the, um, uh, you know, the, the troubles that uh, ha- happened uh, some time ago. And he's here. He released a, a, a documentary about um, his life over there as well. And uh, some of that will be explored. So that's this Sunday. And then on Sunday the 12th, we'll have a, a, an education-related uh, discussion on the 19th. It'll be about ourselves, quite, you know, well, why not, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And then the la- on the last Sunday, uh, we'll be talking about um, uh, some of our work in the Indigenous communities as well. We started up a program in um, north-central Victoria, and um, the discussion around the possibilities as to what we can do is, is quite broad. So a forum like this uh, allows us to have, a, have the public uh, interact with us and um, engage and give us some feedback and maybe some ideas and... Who knows, maybe some uh, extra support there as well. So with the Sunday Public Forums, they also will be at the Magnet Galleries? Correct, that's right. And what time would they start? 3.30pm every Sunday. Okay. And so just to let the, the listener know that the, the portfolio thing that you've got, um, RSPV is closed tomorrow if you're interested? Okay, or? so we have a preview coming up on Wednesday night, Wednesday yeah. the 1st of March, and um, yes, uh, the preview is, is effectively our opening um, and... Yes, invitations. <laughs> okay, so it's B, I'll, I'll just read out the email and also put it on the podcast. It's B4H Melbourne Events, that's all together, at gmail.com if you want to RSPV for that. And that's on the Wednesday, the 1st of March. At 5 o'clock. At Magnet Galleries again. So this Correct. sounds like a great series of events you've got coming up. Almost like an introduction and also networking as well. Absolutely. Um, certainly some of the support organisations, companies and other organisations have been really fabulous in terms of um, uh, what they're helping us out with, um, support uh, not only just in the fundraising but also uh, advice and connections and networks. So it's, it's been fabulous. And if people want to get in touch with the Melbourne chapter of Bicycles for Humanity, how can they go about it? Uh, probably the easiest way, hop on our website, uh, www.bicyclesforhumanity.com and uh, just catch us through there. Um, I'd just like to add, though, there not only is there um, a benefit with people hopping on their bike as part of our Cycle for Humanity event, we have also been um, very fortunate to source some wonderful prizes. People like prizes. Ooh, cyclists like swag and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there is um, uh, the, everybody who raises, the idea is that you ride 110 kilometres virtually and raise or fundraise $110, so a dollar kilometre, or more. If you raise your 110 kilometres, or when you do, then you go into the draw to win a bike worth $1,000. And also, the highest fundraiser, the highest individual fundraiser, will win an intrepid cycling trip to Vietnam worth over $5,000. So this is pretty extraordinary. Um, so huge thanks to Intrepid for uh, their support. Um, so yes, uh, do the math and um, get on it. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, a wonderful uh, opportunity to to support and and perhaps um, be supported.
And Oh, yes, thank you, Gary. He's writing me a little note here. Every rider who gets the 110 kilo, uh, raises the $110 will also get a, uh, a gift from NOG, which we will send out. So Ooh, thank lovely. you, huge thank you to NOG for their continued support and as well. And NOG, as many people would know, is bicycle components and stuff and lights and helmets and bells and all and bags and lovely stuff. Yes. And there's a one more little gift for people who share our social media stuff. Uh, Bicycle Superstore is donating a toolkit. So that's a very, very easy one. Jeez, that's some um, it's some far-reaching stuff because you're so, you're so used to like in the community sphere of things either being contra or just kind of off your own bat and it's like it's good to see some rewards now and again because it's it, sometimes it can be just your own self um, pushing yourself forward to do things and it's, it's good to see sometimes with the bicycle um, industry kind of giving back. Yeah, it is indeed. We anyway, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll be back in a moment with a bit of a wrap-up with today's interview. Following the success of last year, Relay for Life Hawthorne will be on again. Relay for Life recognises and celebrates local cancer survivors, patients and their carers and honours and remembers loved ones lost to cancer. It also raises money to help save more lives. The Relay kicks off on the 25th of March at 4pm at John Gardiner Reserve, Auburn Road, Hawthorne East. With 23 teams already registered and over $5,000 raised, now is the time to register your team or donate. Call Nick on 0477 340 600 or Joe on 0417 514 392 or search for Relay for Life Hawthorne for more information. Relay for Life is a 3CR supporter. And um, back on Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am and digital. And uh, thanks to Andy and Gary. That was that was a great interview. Thank you. Lovely to chat to you, Chris. Yeah, so I'm just going to do a bit of news and events. Um, you may know if you ride north of the Yarra that um, St George's Road, there's a lot of work going on with Melbourne Water and they've closed off the crossovers up there. So there's at the moment there's a petition going to protect pedestrian and cyclist safety, keep the St George's crossovers closed. Now, if you want to find out more about that, that's on change.org. I'll put the link up on the podcast. And this is just basically asking that the signees of this petition ask that Vic Roads and Derebin Council keep the dangerous minor crossovers of the St George's Median. That's kind of like you know, Northcote Thornbury. Keep that closed uh, between Arthurdon and Miller Street and um, after the completion of the Melbourne Water Pipeworks. And you may know also that there is an alternative one by the locals and other people saying... Um, open them because we want to drive our cars through them. So, look, there's two contrary things going on. This petition that I'm talking about is going to City of Durban councillors and Vic Roads. It's a bit convoluted who has land management of it, but uh, this is a good thing to get onto because, you know, as anyone who rides on that area would know that there's a significant conflict and it probably would be better if it was closed. Enough of my editorialising. Um, I believe there's some other news coming up with uh, there's some temporary crossover um, path closures happening up on the Mary Creek today. Um, Vic Rhodes is actually doing some, um, I think, peer testing of the bridge on uh, the bottom of uh, High Street to Queen's Parade. So it's underneath if you're around there today. And I believe that should be closed uh, between, um, oh, here we go. 
um, yeah, Queen's Parade Northcote. Um, it should be kind of closed uh, between but 9am this morning. They would have started and 4pm. It should reopen for the commuter rush. So that's the Mary Creek Shell um, Shared Trail will be closed to pedestrians and cyclists underneath Queen's Parade. And that's today. So they will have traffic uh, management and diversions will be in place. So they're basically testing the footings. It's a bit of a, um engineering thing that Vic Roads are doing. And also one tomorrow, there's um, if you do the Capital City Trail as you get down towards uh, Swan Street in Richmond, the Henley Landing has part of it. It's collapsed into the Yarra and... Um, they're going to be closing this between 23rd, which was last week, and Tuesday the 28th. So there's some diversions going on down there. Most people, I think, go to the north side, but if you're coming in from the south side of the Yarra Bank, you would probably be very aware of it. And uh, that's part of a parcel we have of living in a large city where things happen and there's ge- still geological things going on, like part of a riverbank collapses. <laughs> anyway, we've got um, more things coming up with the Squeaky Wheel with Squeaky Wheel Pushy Youth Yarra. Um, they had an introduction talk um, about a week ago and now they're starting on the actual course. Uh, training sessions will start on the 28th of February, uh, 7th of March, 14th of March and 21st of March. Go to the Squeaky Wheel if you want to find out more about that. That's a collaboration between the Squeaky Wheel and the City of Yarra for young people, not just people about my age. Um, and also uh, Burnley Backyard Bike Talk and Oil. These are a series of talks put on by uh, the Burnley Backyard crew down at their community, sorry I should start again, Richmond Community Learning Centre. And these are every fortnight. They've got one coming up uh, Wednesday, the 1st of March, 5.30 to 7.30 at 49 Tudor Street in Richmond. Join us every second Wednesday at the Burnley Backyard for a bicycle-friendly get-together of riders and admirers of the push bike. And um, we welcome all people of all ages and genders to stop by with or without the bikes, say hi and have a chat about well bikes. And um, if you've got five five bucks spare, our Backyard Bike Crew will be offering an oil service for your tight and weary chain on the spot for a very small fee of five bucks, which is not bad. And also tea, coffee, bickies and good company will be provided. So um, have a look at the Richmond Community Learning Centre website or go to Meetup and look for Backyard Bike Group in Burnley. Andy. Hello. And Gary. So, I just have to stop for breath there. Can you just speak so I can catch my breath? <laughs> just, just dropping you in there. We can say anything we want. Yeah. <laughs> so we're taking over the program now. Oh, you've got, you got 30 seconds. All yours, mate. Well, thanks very much for having us, Chris, and thanks to 3CR as well. Uh, hopefully um, some of the people who are listening to the program will log on to our website, www.bicyclesforhumanity.com, and register for Cycle for Humanity Come to our exhibition, come to our forums. We're on Facebook, so have a look and follow us. Yep, Gary says it all. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming in today. And um, that's all we have today for Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio. Podcast should be up shortly. Up next is Dirt Radio. And don't forget to subscribe and donate to 3CR to keep community radio on air. Subscriber drive was last week, but we still would love you to either subscribe or donate to 3CR. Go to 3cr.org.au, look for the subscribe option, and give us any spare cash that you have lying around. I know you have piles of it. No, not really. But, you know, if you can subscribe or donate, please do so. 
and um, I'll see you, or you'll hear from me in about a fortnight. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.